Welcome to Beyond the Microphone, a podcast about podcasters and the stories of how their shows came together, grew, and what they've discovered along the way. I'm your host, Adam Baru. So I want to talk a little bit today before we get into our interview with our guest about the idea of having authority, like, you know, feeling like, you know, if you're just about to launch a new podcast and this is something you've never done before, like, you know, do you need to be a subject matter expert? Do you need to have authority? Do you need to be a well-regarded expert, you know, in the area that you want to have a podcast about? And I mean, my take on it is absolutely not. Like really there's two things that you need, which is passion and curiosity. And those will be the driver of what you do because, you know, your audience will, if you bring passion and curiosity into your episodes, I mean, your audience is going to get hooked and they'll be, they'll get interested in whatever you have to talk about. So, you know, whether, you know, for me, I do a lot of guest-based interviews and really, so my episodes then become really just to highlight the guest and what they're doing. And, you know, they're, they're the subject matter experts in terms of what they're doing, what their podcasts are about, how they get, how they got started. And, you know, for, so for anybody who's, you know, thinking about this and they've been thinking about it for a while and they just don't know that, you know, they feel that they have the authority. Maybe there's a little imposter syndrome that's kind of in there as well. You know, try to set that aside and try to really just focus on the passion and curiosity because that is going to feed you along the way as well. Um, you know, most podcasters don't get into this work thinking that we're going to make all this money. We do it because we enjoy doing it. We like doing it. We like listening to podcasts and we love being a part of this community. I mean, this is a fantastic community. And ultimately, why I created this particular podcast, Beyond the Microphone, is to get connected uh, to people like our guest today here, Jamie Beebe, who, you know, started a podcast. And I'm super excited to talk about true crime podcasts because, you know, whereas, you know, my former podcast, The Change, which was around mental health, my only exposure to really the true crime podcast world is through Only Murders in the Building, which I do highly recommend. Very entertaining, very well done. So go check that out. But without further ado, let's bring in Jamie. Welcome to Beyond the Microphone. Super excited you're here today. And, you know, I'm just going to launch right into it. Like, true crime. Like, how... Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, but also, how did you get into true crime podcasting? Because that seems like, you know, talking about curiosity, I, I, I think really that is probably one of the main drivers of, of the work that you're doing. So why don't I turn it over to you and uh, tell us a bit about yourself? Cool. Um, yes, I have been interested in true crime since I can remember. <laughs> since I was a kid um, in high school, I... Mm -hmm was watching like some talk show and it's like Oprah or something like that. Um, and they were saying like, oh, all these death row inmates, they're really lonely. Like people should write to them. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm in high school. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, you know, I don't tell my parents. So I start writing to like death row inmates, give them my address. No problem. Wow, okay. Um, didn't really think much of it. Uh, my parents got mad, but uh, I did continue writing to a lot of um, prisoners for a long time. I was just always so fascinated, I think, in like, I don't know, like how can people commit these like heinous crimes, you know? And are they still like cool people, even if they've sure. kind of committed these heinous crimes? And some are and some aren't, you know? I think it's yeah. just depends on the crime. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've always kind of just been interested in 
in crime, um, I think, because I haven't committed very many, maybe. (laughs) I like the idea of very many. I like that you had to caveat that. (laughs) You know, Um, I haven't committed any bad ones. Okay. Really. Um, No, but so I, you know, and I'm an avid podcast listener. I love podcasts. And I listen to primarily pretty much only true crime podcasts. Uh, It fascinates me. And um, I wanted to do one and I called my business partner, my co-host, and I was like, hey, I really want to do a, a podcast. But, like all the good murders are taken. Like everyone's already doing There's sure. There's like not enough murders out there anymore. Like every time we turn around, I'm like, OK, like this murder has been covered 10 times by eight different podcasts. You know, it's crazy. Um, so I mostly called him to complain that I would never be a podcast host. And he's very logical and, and likes to think things through, whereas I am not really like that. I'm like, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to be this today. Um, but he was like, you know, no one's doing a podcast about stalking. And I was like, I don't know anything about stalking. That's stupid. I'm not going to do it. And I'm very dramatic. You know, I hang up on him. I'm like, my life is over. I'll never be a podcast host. But what always happens is, you know, I started to think about what he said. And I was like, wait, so there's this whole crime out there that I don't know anything about. Like, that's weird. Because um, I consider myself knowledgeable is it about weird? these crimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't really hear much about it other than like, you know, stalker breaks into Kim Kardashian's house. I'm like, right. how important can stalking be? You know, like how much of a thing is it? And I started researching and it just went down this rabbit hole. Like, holy crap. Like millions and millions of people are being stalked and it's like horrific and traumatic yeah. and, and just awful um so you know what kind of came out like first as me just being like ah you know blase about it um i was like i want to do something about this you know i want to help people change the laws like the laws are everything is screwed up and how you can possibly get justice um if you are being stalked or where do you mm. go what do you do you know it's it's there's a lot to unpack um, so being that I haven't been stalked, um, we decided that the best way to get the stories out was, you know, to interview victims, survivors of stalkers, okay. um, and see what was really going on here. So that's yeah. kind of how we started. And, um, you know, we've been doing it for a little over three years. Uh, we've done over 200 interviews. Um, which is crazy because there's a million more out there. Like there's so yeah. many people that that deal with this. So that's kind of how we got started. So yeah, and you know, you you hear about like you know the big name celebrities, and like David Letterman comes to mind, and I I know there's so many others. Yeah. Um, so let's start with you mentioned like the laws. Like where where do those fall short? Like in your research, you know, and just doing this, you know, as long as you've done it, like. Yeah. You know, where do you see the laws falling short in protecting people around stalking? I mean, everywhere, <laughs> pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, it the cops aren't trained. Police officers and, and authorities are not trained in dealing with scenarios like this. Like you call the police officer after a crime has been committed and they come and they find out who did it and clean it up. Right. I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of the basics of what that is. But when you're dealing with stalking. Um, you know, you have to prove, you have to prove this pattern. So at what point do you bring these police officers in and how do police officers realize that you're proving a pattern and you're proving fear, but not necessarily a crime that they're used to dealing with has been committed. 
Like, you know, no one's been stabbed. Nothing's been taken. So, like, what do the police officers do? Right. I, I guess they don't. it's not even a crime to to stalk, right? I, I mean, mean it, it is. It, okay. But, See you know, it I has know? to happen more than once. And you okay. have to be afraid. Um, yeah. So, prove Well, can we stop real quick? Like, what does that officer? mean to stalk, though? Like, what is that, like, just being followed? Like, I mean, obviously, where it goes to, like, some your house being broken into. Yeah, like, clearly, you know that's something that you can involve the law in. But like, I guess maybe like, let's take a step back. Like, what does it even mean to be stalked? Yeah, and a lot of people have a hard time categorizing because especially now there's so many different ways to be stalked. Um, You know, it's just, it's any kind of a pattern of unwanted attention. That's pretty wide. So it can be somebody, you know, emailing you 100 times a day or five times a day. Like, you know, it just really depends. And is it this unwanted attention? Is it causing fear? Is it, um, you know, that fine line between harassment and stalking? And usually harassment turns into stalking anyway. Um, You know, who, who is this person? Is it a stranger? Is it your ex? Or, you know, is this person following you physically? Are they... Um, you know, creating fake social media accounts to follow you. Mm. There is so much in it. But I think like the, you know, the common denominator is like, are you scared? Is it causing a problem in your life in some way? You know? I mean, I bet a lot of people just go about for a while before they even know that that's even happening. Yeah. Or before they know that that's what it is, you know, Um, especially... I mean, and some people, they don't know they're being stalked for a long time. Like if a stranger is stalking you, um, Mm -hmm. they might be real quiet about it for a while um, until you notice. And, you know, we have a lot going on in our lives. It's hard to notice these things. And it's it's um, it takes a while sometimes to like act upon it because, you know, time goes by quickly. You're like, wait a minute, this person's been doing this for a month or or five months or, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 years like. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I only imagine that like, because everybody's out there on the internet now, I mean, everything's just so public. It's hard to even like protect our children from just being out there. Like, you know, what do we do? Like, do you have any thoughts or, you know, opinions about how to navigate this in a very public world that we live in nowadays? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and everyone kind of deals with things differently. But I, you know, I think number one is like, don't live in the what ifs or in the fear. Um, but take, you know, adequate precautions for life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, if you're a girl and you're, you know, you live alone or, or really if you're anyone, you live alone or, you know, whatever it might be, maybe don't post that. Maybe don't post, um, you know, where you're at when you're there. Um, I try to post things after I leave just mm. in case. Um, and I'm kind of bad about it. But but I'm also, you know, surrounded by people a lot, which is whatever. Um, you know, and, and also like with your comfort level, like what you're putting out online, um, you know, some people put out every thought that they have during the day and every place they go and everything they do. And some people do a lot less. So I think it's like what you're comfortable with and, you know, just that adequate form of safety for you. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to like geotag where you're at and, and stuff like that, you know, if, if you're on the dating apps, like how much information do you give out? Um, 
you know, even if I send like one thing that I'm really weird about is like if I send a photo to somebody, I screenshot it and then send it. Mm. And that way they don't have any information as to where the photo is. Because someone yeah, like sends you a photo, you can find out where they were, when they took yeah. it, like everything. So, you know, like it kind of depends. There's a lot of ways to stay safe. It just depends on where your piece of that lies. Yeah, where your comfort level and what you're willing, to, you know, the time that you're willing, how important it is to you to yeah. have that privacy. Let's let's um, rewind a little bit back to, you know, then just being interested as a high school student, you know, about crime and, and ultimately, you know, talking with your partner about, you know, there's this kind of untapped area around true crime that, that may be a category um, that you could speak about that would be unique and in stalkers. So how did you then go from, you know, tell us a little bit about that concept phase that, you know going from just a bunch of ideas and discussions and conversations to, you know, then putting those ideas on paper and, and forming a plan on how eventually you would launch a podcast around that. Yeah, um, that was an interesting phase for me because I, I don't normally work with other people. I'm like all me all the time. <laughs> um, but I didn't think that this was something I could do by myself. Uh, I think I just wasn't prepared for it. I, and I didn't know anything about podcasting at all. Um, so I prefer to go very quickly and jump right in. And my business partner is the complete opposite. I mean, like, he's, you know, overthinking every sentence and like, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't. That's mm -hmm. too much to think about. I just want to get things done. Um, but it worked out really well because, you know, then we kind of found that middle ground for us. So... Those first few days, what I did um, was I built like a whole deck, like, what are we going to do? What are these? You know, and I did so much research. Like, I was like awake for days. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I need to find out more because um, I get really obsessed about things. So I did that. And then um, I went to a few different podcast companies and I was like, hey, would this be interesting for you? Like, Do you guys okay. want to like some, you know, put this out, um, this thing that I haven't built yet? Uh, but it worked, you know, and okay. I did um, team up with a company. We did, me and my partner. We teamed mm -hmm. up with um, Cast Media, and they're great. Um, we had a lot of trial and error in the in those first couple months. Like, we would record an episode, and it would kind of suck. Because um, it would, maybe it was, like, us talking about it, or it was, like, too, like, salacious. Like, oh, and then this happened, you know? And <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't looking for, like, this salacious, like, I really wanted to be more ethical, true crime reporting okay. um, rather than like sharing the the bullet points of what happened. You know, like mm -hmm. I was I really wanted to do more of like, let's see what we can do to change these laws. Like, how can we help people? OK, because what I realized first and foremost is like if I was stalked, like I would have no idea what to do. Like, who do you even call? Like, where do you go? And and everyone that I talked to, like my friends were like, I don't know, I guess like you call 911. Cool. Like, at what point? Like, when someone sends you flowers, mm. like, right. hi, it's 901. Yeah, this dude sent me flowers. Great. You know, they're they're not going to, it's, what do you do? Um, right. So I kind of really wanted to focus on that. And then we started finding, reaching out to people who are advocates in the community and inviting them to come on the show and talk to us and tell us their story. But then also, like, how, like, what can you do if you're stalked? Like, you know, that kind of thing. 
Uh, and that's kind of how it started taking off was we started finding all these people that have been stalked and like how they dealt with it on a personal level, on a professional level. Um, a lot of people that we talked to are still being stalked. So they're just dealing with it because stalkers mm-hmm. don't stop. Um, usually unless they go to jail or they're dead or if Mm. they find someone new. Um, And even if they find someone new, they oftentimes come back. So it's kind of like a lifelong thing for a lot of people. So your business partner that you're speaking of, this is your co-host, Jake Deptula. fellow podcasters. This is Tori Barker of the Creative Visionaries podcast, and I'm excited to introduce you to Podtask, the all-in-one platform designed to streamline your workflow and take your show to the next level. If you're tired of feeling overwhelmed by the tasks required to manage your podcast, then check out Podtask, where you can easily streamline your podcasting process and simplify your workflow. Say goodbye to the stress of managing multiple tasks and deadlines and hello to a more efficient and productive podcasting experience. And it doesn't just stop there. Podtask also offers AI-based marketing tools that give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podtask to keep you on track. It helps save me so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you're ready to take your podcast to the next level, head over to podcast.com and sign up for a free forever plan and get started today. Do you feel like you're not where you thought you'd be at this age? Do you feel like you've missed your chance for true happiness? Do you want more out of life? Hi, I'm Molly, and I am the host of I Am This Age, the podcast proving it's never too late, you're never too old, so go do that thing you're always talking about. I interview people who have made big changes after 40, where we get deep into the fears and insecurities felt when they made their change, how they navigated through them, and how you can too. Subscribe to I Am This Age wherever you get your podcasts, and join us every other Monday for the inspiration you need to go do that thing you've always been talking about. working together, how do you guys kind of tackle whichever pieces in terms of not just the interviews themselves, um, but, you know, all the ins and outs of running a podcast, the marketing, the guest research, the, you know, you name it. I mean, we luckily, you know, I'm better at some things that he's not and he's better at some things that I'm not. Um, you know, I have a background in production as a casting director, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at finding people, um, whether they want to be found or not. No, <laughs> um, I'm pretty good at finding people. And so it wasn't easy to start finding people that are being or have been stalked. People don't want to talk about it. Um, it's not it, it's kind of like domestic violence. And there's a lot of domestic violence in stalking. So it was hard to find people that want to talk about it. So I really started focusing on that. Um, so I kind of do that aspect of it. I do a lot of the editing, um, a lot of the writing, the writing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Jake is really good at, um, like graphic arts and things like that. So he makes, you know, the, 
the Instagram posts and, and things like that. So we just kind of divvy it up and, you know, whoever has more time when, I guess. But uh, we try to work ahead of schedule as much as possible so that there's less um, or no stress and, and you know, yeah. involved in that. And, and so, yeah, you're talking about like yeah. banking episodes, so recording a number of them so that you're kind of. Yeah, yeah. when we can. I mean, it's, it's every single episode is an interview. Uh, so we have to kind of be open scheduled and, you know, I work, we both work from home, um, you know, so that's good. So we do have open schedules, um, because we never know if we're talking to somebody in another country or across the world or whatever, what time they're available, you know, if they're not, you know, if they are working and their hours. And so we're kind of open on that. Um, so Mm -hmm. we schedule them whenever other people can and then you know i take that time and i edit um we send it off we're actually with podcast one now they're amazing and we send it off to podcast one they do the final edit mm-hmm. um you know add put the sponsors in and it takes a little time it, it definitely takes a lot of time yeah. <laughs> um and do you guys both have you know are you guys monetized in your podcast or do you have other jobs that yeah, you're also yeah. balancing yeah, yeah, we are monetized. Um, luckily, um, we we pretty much have been from early on um, mm-hmm. when we were with Cast Media. Um, they really helped us out with that. Um, you know, I think our the best way that we were able to create the awareness and get people going on this um, was one because no one else was doing it. But then also we advertise a lot on other podcasts, other true crime yeah. podcasts. Um, we now, think... also, is that something you paid for or, or how did you kind of facilitate we did. that? We did. Um, we, some of them were paid and some of them we just, um, like we swap, we do like mm-hmm. promo swap, yep. which we still do all the time. Um, you know, cause my theory is like, I have, I have a decent like following on Instagram. I don't think any of my Instagram followers listen to my podcast. Um, and I've noticed like, there's not a correlation like that. I mean, most of my Instagram followers are like, oh, let's see this chicken in a bikini. You know, like it's a whole different world out there. Um, but podcast listeners listen to podcasts. So like, where are you going to find more podcast listeners with another podcast? Right. Um, so that's why like, and it's weird because it's not like, I don't, there's not really a competition based thing between podcasts. Like, totally. I listen to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of hours in the day for how many yeah. podcasts I listen to. Um, so it's not like I'm going to listen to this one and not that one. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it's kind of a cool community to be in in that respect because we're all like, oh, yeah, like let's swap. Like, oh, you have a new podcast coming out. Cool. Let me talk about it on my, on my show, you know, because my listeners are probably going to want to hear that. Yeah, it's cool. I've said the same thing um, with a number of people that, um, you know, because I I have a regular other job, too. And it's um, I lead this IT consulting company and it's just a different, you know, you work with people that are in a very competitive landscape. um, But this podcasting community, it's not that like, um, you know, there's it's not like you have this finite amount of ears that you're trying to, you know, expose your your podcast to. So. It's great. And I find podcasters to be very collaborative and, and always open to sharing. So, you know, for those of you that are that are listening and looking for tips, um, guest spotting, you know, going on other podcasts, yeah. 
trailer swaps, promo swaps, episode guest spot swaps. You know, all of those are really great and for the most part are free ways to get yourself exposed to new audiences. So highly recommended to do that and make connections and meet people. Um, just get out there and start talking to people, uh, much like I'm doing with you here today, Jamie. So, Well, and so um, many people are doing podcasts because they just want to. You know, yeah. I think everyone is just doing it because they want to. I'm not forcing anyone to do a podcast, I hope. Um, and so, but I think like it's that love of like, oh, I want to do this. And so that collaboration is just there. It's It's so fun. Yeah, it's like, it's a bonus because, you know, just doing this and connecting with other people people. And um, I mean, yesterday I had an interview with somebody and it got very emotional. I mean, she was like getting very emotional. And it's like this space that we create, these conversations, like, you know, you always have to remember, like, you know, for a lot of people that are in this space, you know, a lot of these stories are coming out of painful experiences or, you know, just like your story, really just want, you know, very much out of curiosity, just but all coming from a place of creativity and connection and, uh, you know, in a world where, you know, most people work from home and are, you know, you work for companies and you work remote, like, you know, we, I feel like we need connections more. And totally. I think that podcasting really is, a, you know, even though like you and I are connecting here face to face, um, not in person, but face to face, but even the act of listening to a podcast I think is a connection and it does yep. feed something within us just listening. It's like we're part of an audience. Like we're, you know, this one story, it always, this one podcast speaker, I think it was on The Moth. His name is Ray Christian and he talked about his experience with PTSD. And I mean, just as a listener going through his story and how he, he's a fantastic storyteller, but how he related his story. I mean, you can't help but get moved. And that's the beauty of podcasting and why I think it's just so relevant in today's world is because, you know, in a in a world that makes it harder for us to to get those connections, podcasting is is a way for us to still have that and to, you know, get that emotional, you know, get ourselves out of our normal emotional comfort zone to feel something different, something what somebody else went through, you know? Totally. And, you know, and you kind of you get into that world, you know, like there's podcasts I listen to where like I'm like, oh, I better tune in. Like I need to find out what happened to their dog. Like it's nothing about their dog, but I know that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, my dog was sick. And then I just yeah. need to know if their dog is better. But also hear the true crime story that they're going to tell, you know, so you do kind of get to know people. It's it's very much like, um, you know, it's it's a different part of social media, I think. Yeah. Well, I want to stick with the monetization a little bit because you're, what you guys have been able to achieve is very unique. But a lot of people, when they get into podcasting, they think that's going to be the recipe for them. Um, but it's, it's, you know, very difficult to get sponsorship, very difficult to, to make money doing this work that we do. So, you know, how do you think you guys were able to achieve that sponsorship type of monetization? And you know, in your experience, like, does it come down to download numbers? Like where, what, what are sponsors looking for um, that you guys have been able to kind of like focus in on and, and keep, you know, keep that money coming in? Yeah, I mean, I think for us it, and for anyone, it's kind of the perfect storm. 
Um, we were doing something that, that wasn't out there, which is cool. Um, we were lucky enough to team up with a company that, because I didn't even, honestly, when I started, I'm not sure I realized that you can really make money and get sponsors on a mm-hmm. podcast. I just wanted to do it. Um, and so, you know, they, they were able to help us a lot with the whole monetization thing of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's download numbers. It's, it's to start off, you need the right amount of subscribers, download numbers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then in order to keep sponsors, not only that, like people have to click on things and like use that little, um, you know, what 10% off coupon that we talk about or whatever it okay. is. Like it has to make sense for the sponsors too. Um, yeah. you know, they might do a trial thing where, you know, we're doing an ad for something and if no one's reaching out and, and getting that and purchasing it from, um, like using our coupon or whatever, uh, they aren't going to continue. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a, a thing there that, you know, we don't really have a lot of control over. Um, but I do, you know, we're with Podcast One now and they do all of our monetization for us. And I think that they do a great job with trying to find, you know, sponsors that are that our listeners would be interested in. And I think that we have kind of an interesting group of listeners. We It's a lot of people who've been through trauma, a lot of survivors, a lot of people who are currently being stalked. So like our listeners are, and then we have like a lot of true crime people that like want to hear about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I, our listeners are like, great. Like they're, they've been with us since day one. They start over at the first episode. Like they're really awesome. Um, and I think that podcast one has, you know, honed in on that for us, luckily. And, and so um, I think our sponsors are, are happy. That's cool. And um, how do you stay engaged and connected with your audience? Like, do you guys do email lists and, and, you know, um, Patreon? On like, social do you have... media. Yeah. On social media a lot. Um, and then also we have a Patreon um, that we don't use too much. Uh, I mean, a, a lot, a little, I guess. I don't know. Um, but we have like Instagram, TikTok, uh, things like that. And then, um, you know, during our show, we're, we are a little bit different where we don't have a lot of like as hosts, we don't talk a lot about ourselves really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is different than than a lot of people. Um, so I think that when people want to know more about us, like we do guests on a lot of other podcasts um, and, you know, social media and stuff like that. So. That's kind of how we interact more because that's really the only way for us um, mm-hmm. because our podcast is a little bit, uh, it's not, we're not making jokes. There's no jokes on there. There's no fun yeah. times, you know, um, and it's, and we don't even talk that much to be honest. It's more of a platform for um, the people that we're interviewing so that they can get their story out and hopefully help others. So. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a new podcast you're working on called The Last Trip, recreating someone's last day on vacation where they subsequently went missing or were murdered. So how did the concept for that show come together? Kind of where are you at in in getting that launched? Yeah, so that I am really excited about. I travel a lot by myself. Like I try to hit a new country every month. Like I'm super into traveling. I love it so much. Um, And I like solo travel, which is kind of crazy for like, 
you know, I'm five, three and blonde. Like I stick out, you know, especially yeah, my depending wife is on the same thing. My wife's gone to some really sketchy places and, and probably looks the same. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've definitely gone to some sketchy places. Like my parents, my parents are like, no, but, um, but I think that there's a great, you know, I think it's a great way to travel. I don't, I don't, yeah. not going to wait around no, totally for somebody. Agree. Um, so, but what I usually do or notice what I would start doing is like, um, I like to see weird stuff. I usually go to cemeteries when I travel and like whatever, you know. So I started looking up like what, um, you know, other vacationers went missing or got murdered while they were in the places I wanted to go to. And um, I was like, wow, I should do a podcast about this because I'm super interested. Like this is the first thing I look up when I book a plane ticket, you know. Um, not like the cool sightseeing stuff, but like, did anyone get murdered here? Just, mm. I know. How do you even look, like, where do you even look that stuff up? Just Google oh, it? I just, you know, news, Google. I mean, okay. the internet is such a wild west place still. It's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I started, um, doing that kind of research for fun. And I was like, if I'm doing this for fun, I might as well see if anyone else wants to hear it. Um, so I've got about, I'm about 10, I have about 10 episodes recorded right now, but I have mm -hmm. not um, put it out yet because I am talking with a couple different production companies to see if this is more something that we could do like streaming network, TV, um, okay. or if, if I want to leave it as a podcast. Um, ideally, both at the same time would be cool um, in like a little bit of different format. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. And then, you know, depending on how that goes, I I'll be releasing the podcast either way because i've already recorded like 10 mm -hmm. episodes um but it's just fascinating to me like so many people go missing or get murdered on vacation like that's where i'm most aware you know yeah that's scary so, to think but about, a lot of people but, yeah. aren't and and maybe i'm not as aware as i think i i, I think i am now because i research it so thoroughly yeah. but very interesting Okay, cool. So yeah, the new podcast. And then even like you said, like kind of maybe it might be something beyond just a podcast. So where, you know, what do you see for yourself? What, you know, what are some, you know, if you kind of think about maybe the next couple of years, like, um, where do you see yourself going with the type of work that you want to do? Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. I am very, like, I've probably had every type of job you can imagine and career and everything else. Um, my main goal, I think, since like high school has always been to not have to go into an office and make enough money to travel by not going into an office. Um, that's just and it's always just been my goal. You know, my my parents, uh, they have kind of a hard time understanding that I don't go anywhere to work, even though like there's movies out there that they can watch and my name is on it because I cast the movie. But they're just like, you should get a job. <laughs> Guys, parents, come on. Like, I own a house in Hollywood. I'm doing okay. Um, but, you know, they're still like, every once in a while, they're like, you know, the gas station by our house is hiring. You could work full time. <laughs> like, guys, like, I won't do that. But um, even if I'm broke, I can't see myself moving back to my hometown working full time in a gas station. Yeah. Um, Where is your they, hometown, they just... by the way? Huh? Where is your hometown? Where are you from? Um, I grew up in Storm Lake, Iowa. My parents actually live in Washburn, Wisconsin now, which is like oh, way yeah. north. It's, I think there's still snow. Um, crazy. Yeah. But, well, um, here in Southern California, we're not, I don't know, it feels like winter still. It's that, well, I'm in, I'm in LA now and I'm just like, 
actually because there's no sunlight. It's yeah, it's cold. crazy. I'm in San Diego, so it's yeah, we've been oh. kind of hit with the same weather. Um, it's not. So lastly, the the last question is, um, you know, where can people find out more about you? Where can you mentioned Instagram? Um, like, what what's the best way people can kind of um, you know, check out what you're doing. Obviously, strictly um, stalking is you can check that out anywhere. I'm imagining on, you know, anywhere podcasts can be found. But yeah, where can people connect with you? Yeah, um, my personal Instagram is feathergirl77. It's a lot of my travels, my day to day. It's a lot of pictures of me. Um, that's about it. Okay. Uh, me and my dog. I'm single, so it's me and my dog. Um, and I travel a lot, so it's me and my dog traveling. Uh, I also own a bikini company, so there's a lot of pictures of that um, in there. Um, my bikini company is The Boyfriend Bikini, so that's also on Instagram. You can hold me there uh, at The Boyfriend Bikini. Um, the podcast is at Strictly Stalking Pod, so you can reach out on that Instagram. Um, that's That's anywhere you can Google me. I'm around. I'm pretty easy to find. All right. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much for being here today. It's been fascinating to just hear about this, you know, you know, for me personally, just a side of podcasting that I I haven't really explored all that much. Definitely curious and interested, but just haven't really done it. So it's it's really fascinating to me to hear people that are just curious about, you know, this type of aspect of living, right? There are people that get stalked, you know, stuff happens whether you're on vacation or not. And so, you know, this has just been fascinating to listen to. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Great being here. Yeah, thank you. Jamie Beebe grew up in the Midwest, making her way out to Los Angeles to pursue a career in production, working as a film and TV casting director. Recently, she developed, produces, and co-hosts the popular true crime podcast, Strictly Stalking, along with her co-host, she interviews survivors of stalkers, giving them a platform to create awareness about an often underreported crime. She's about to launch her new podcast, The Last Trip, recreating someone's last day in paradise covering murdered and missing people from their vacations. Her latest adventure is The Boyfriend Bikini, a bikini company that she designed to help all women feel confident and level up while looking their best on the beach. Go check out Jamie's podcast, Strictly Stalking, wherever you listen to podcasts, or follow her on Instagram at feathergirl77. Beyond the Microphone is sponsored by Podtask. Whether you're just starting out in podcasting or you've been at this a while and are looking to save time so you can create amazing content for your listeners, go check out Podtask, a podcast management and marketing platform designed by podcasters for podcasters. With Podtask's automated workflow and AI-based marketing tools, You'll save time and sanity and be better equipped to grow your podcasts. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Microphone. Beyond the Microphone is produced and distributed by EIQ Media Group, LLC. Elevate your emotional IQ with podcasts and content focused on entrepreneurship, overcoming adversity, stories of emotional courage, women's health, aging, and more.